The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the perverted... Hello and welcome to the perverted podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and overly enthusiastic perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Love Lab in North Hollywood, California, in front of our underwhelmed studio audience... Hello, perverts! <laughs> I'm Kathy. I'm Abyss. And I am Count Boogie, and this is show 75. It's been a really crazy week. Uh, Abyss is back with us. Hello, Abyss. Hello. It is very... Where have you been? Uh, the fuck have you been? <laughs> <It's really> been <laughs> I've been like, gone for two weeks. Um, I was back east, actually. Uh, I was tromping around. I went back to um, Cleveland, where we had our Harry Potter-themed Halloween party. Nice. Yep, I what? dressed up uh, as uh, a Slytherin student. Nice. And then I flew out to Baltimore and Washington, so I was in. Back you east. did stuff, and you went to like the Smithsonian, saw I dinosaurs and did. shit like that. Nice. I did. It was super neat. And you took phallic pictures with the, uh, the I, Washington I, Monument. I, made, I took inappropriate pictures. With I the saw monument. the one where you were like <sighs> cupping the Washington Monument's like imaginary balls. Yeah. I, I thought that was actually pretty I, you know, and actually, compelling. Wow. And I'm thinking about it. I really should have brought like a little perverted podcast card with me. On you should have. Or just two cantaloupes and held them under the monument. I, I feel like I don't know if I could have. Uh, you could have pulled it off. But we have a lot of new listeners with us today from Sexplanations <laughs> video that we did with Dr. Doe. <laughs> I which apologize. Which we'll talk about <laughs> in a little bit. Welcome to the to the magic, uh, all you Sexplanation uh, followers. Um, BizBaz. We had BizBaz this weekend, Bazaar Bazaar for Threshold, mm-hmm. which was our vendor, uh, you know, sampler booth education event. How was that? That was uh, pretty underwhelming. Oh. Uh, there was a lot of competing events, but I mean, it was fun and there was new people and that's, you know, at the end of the game, we didn't lose money. We made some money for the club and, and, uh, and uh, yes, that is a piece of lint on Why your, your bozo nose. Why is there always stuff on my fucking muff? We like, do weird things when you're not you here. What do you do to my, my, my mic muff when I'm not here? Well, We'd just, rather not say. I just want you to know. <laughs> Don't sniff it. It's better if you just breathe through your mouth. Um, wanted to talk about Adult Con coming up the uh, December uh, 16th, 17th, and 18th. If you're in the Los Angeles area, uh, Perverted Podcast is actually hosting an entire kinky playground where we're going to be teaching classes and giving samples to the people who are going to adult con uh i'm teaching a class with boogie you are teaching a class she's teaching role play which we're actually going to do a little later uh on the show is a lot of fun i'm just going to be hitting people you're yeah so if you want to if you're in the los angeles area check that out on the site so you can buy abyss will hit you yeah pretty much just (laughs) (laughs) smack you down i'm the biggest fan you (laughs) Thank you. He's so sad. <laughs> they have their little autograph in their hand. It's just a. I got beat by eye. Abyss. <laughs> I filed a restraining order against Abyss. I love perverted podcasts. Bed life is the place where unicorns play, but then they fuck each other in the ass with their horns because that's the kind of freaky shit that happens on Bed Life. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. I panicked because I forgot it was me for a minute. <laughs> I love how every time when that's about to happen, you have to, I'll look over at Abyss 
And I'll know from the vacancy on her face that she forgot she's about to say something. And she'll always do this little start, like with her mouth all puckered, going, ooh. <laughs> so what do you got, Kathy? I have a post called Trust Your Cyber Instincts, uh, written by Raven Baby, in which he says, What does it mean to be real anymore? Is being vetted enough? How many wolves in sheep's clothing lurk among us? People pretending to be something or someone they aren't for personal gain. Are they obvious and transparent, or do they shroud themselves in mystery, piquing your intrigue? Maybe it's just a slight twist on the reality, or they have taken on a whole new persona. It could be they just don't want to divulge information for their own reasons. What if they're leading double lives? Paranoid yet? There's a difference between privacy and shady. Can you tell the difference? It's so easy to lie and mislead on the World Wide Web. Be careful. Not everyone is as they seem. Do you trust your cyber instincts? This is a topic, obviously, we're going to continually go over. I mean, it's hard enough to vet someone in person, uh, but on the Internet, it's, it's pretty much impossible. Uh, the, the thing that I think a lot of people who are new to, like, Internet romance or seeking out people on the Internet is they don't understand that you can spend a lot of time sculpting the perfect bullshit email. Prisoners do this in jail. They have all the time in the world. We're just going to write, and I'm going to think about what can I say to you to have you see me the way I want you to see me, which we all do to a certain extent. I mean, that's just that's just a reality. I think we all do it to a large extent. Oh, but that, no. I, you know what I mean. I totally know what you mean. Um, but it's it's really easy to get sucked in because especially if you've like ended a relationship or you know you've come out of something, some trauma or something in your life, and all of a sudden someone's saying really nice things to you in an email. It's really easy to attach the visual fantasy in your head to that to that letter, to that in, that correspondence. But when you see someone live, when you have some time to get to know them and see them interact in their actual behaviors, you're going to get a much more accurate picture. So I don't ever trust anything I read on the internet 100%. I don't trust anything 100%. But I really always keep those eyes open so I can see those warning flags. Sure. And what they say online then carries over even if you meet them. Sure. Right. Because and here's one I've heard a lot in the community. My uh, my either my significant other already knows about this. Not a problem. They just don't want to meet you if, if you're polyamorous or if you're mm-hmm. polyplay. Or the other one is I don't want to mix my uh, regular life with with kink. I'm very paranoid and I don't want anyone knowing that I do this. And they're both. You can see how that might be true, but honestly, when someone is trying to hide something about themselves, I just flat out don't trust them. And I may be doing someone a disservice because some of those things may actually be true, but it automatically makes me nervous and I don't want to deal with it. Well, you have to decide what you're comfortable with, you know, so if if those are things that you are not comfortable with, you don't follow with them. It doesn't matter if the person, if, if you... Do you want to keep your personal life separate from your kink? That is that is completely up to you. But you will run the risk of looking dishonest. So if you're not able to be transparent for obvious reasons, you know, job, church affiliations, whatever, then. Yeah, I mean, but a lot of people do that in the lifestyle. They come in, they have different names. They, they don't give their they don't tell us about their their lives. But at least you have a chance to meet them in public. Mm-hmm. My problem is is when people act secretive and then want to meet you secretive. That's just bullshit. Because also the dangerous. bottom line is 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 you want to know me enough to suck my dick, 
but I can't tell you anything about my life. And you can't or, you, come anywhere near my you, house. Yeah, you can't come anywhere <laughs> near my house. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That there's a certain level. You want a lot of intimacy with somebody, but you're not willing to divulge any information that's going to make the other person feel safe or comfortable. I don't care. Go buy a fucking hooker. Yeah. You know, go buy a fucking hooker if that's what it comes down to. If you want to meet people uh, for play and sex and build whatever relationships, you have to be willing to make that other person feel comfortable. Well, I mean, any relationship, it's, it's, a, it's a give and take, and you have to have the ability to put in effort on both sides. So... I, I can also sympathize for people who are, are working on the internet because that's all they have. Sure, they don't have a community. Where you are getting emotionally invested in somebody that may not necessarily be honest. And now you're emotionally traumatized from <laughs> an experience that has gone sideways. So um, just be careful out there, guys. We, we do worry about you. And just understand that it's okay to have the fantasy and, and hear the nice things on the internet, but it doesn't mean you have to close your eyes just because you start to become infatuated with what this person is saying to you and writing to you. The reverse of vanilla life. It is absolutely expected that you're going to get to know everything about that person. And if not, you just don't continue for uh, past that. But in kink and BDSM, there there is a level of privacy and security that... that most people strive for that makes it hard to get to know somebody in their personal life. I mean, I, you come to the club, right? Maybe you've met somebody online, you're meeting at a club, and you play. You don't actually have to know that much about their personal life. Yeah, to but play. at least, but at least you can see. A, you're in a club. We're talk. You're talking about kind of a different thing. No, no. If you're meeting someone in a club, you start online. Is what I'm saying. Sure. I start online. I correspond with somebody. I get to know a little bit about them, and then finally we decide to meet. It still is never going to go beyond. Aside, I'm looking at you, and I see you. I see exactly what you look like. Do sure. you match your pictures? Great. But you're but also if, in a safer place. Th- if this we're talking, is true, but I still don't know anything about you. Yeah. If but if we're talking, I mean, I come kind of come from the safety thing. Obviously. Anyone can say anything and lie and be a completely different person. But it's different when they're trying to like, hey, let's go hook up. I'm more talking about the safety of somebody roping you in with a lot of fancy talk and then saying, oh, let's just meet at this motel. Right. You know, I mean, and safety, obviously safety needs to be number one um, for physical safety, but also emotional um, stability and safety, too, because if you again put all this time and effort into a relationship you think is going a one way because that is what the way is presented. And then you find out they're married with three kids and, you know, just didn't bother to tell you. Sure. It yeah. can be, it can be emotionally, you know, damaging. I guess I wasn't, yeah, I'm, we're spoiled here. We, you can meet at so many public kink events. Yeah, you could meet at a Denny's or at a diner, but eventually it will go past that, and you you really still at don't some know point. That much well, about it, that I mean, you have to take a risk, but yeah. I I would rather see people do Be whatever cautious. they can. You could, and if someone's not willing to give you information, like here's the license to my car, here's if someone's not going to give you any of the information that you can make a safe call, that you can have your friend go, hey, I'm going to this place with this person. Here is their at least license plate number you're really kind of screwing yourself and you're putting yourself at a large risk that there's no way to find you. You could be in the trunk of somebody's car, and we're talking mostly uh, to females on that thing, but guys can get ripped off. There's plenty of guys that get raped going into things where women lure them into uh, you know, a motel room and then there's someone there to either rob them or rape them. That happens a lot. Did it happen to you? No, it did not happen to me. I don't meet people in motels. Um, but. Well- Go ahead. And, and no, I, what I was saying was it's also, I think, what the uh, Raven baby 
was definitely talking about was just making sure you you're on your guard. Don't believe everything you read and be good to yourselves. Yeah. Damn right. Don't be ashamed to learn things that you need to know. Here's explanations with Dr. Doe. <laughs> See, it's the, jing- it's the jingle I made for Dr. Doe and she's explanations. Use that. She, no, she, she, she liked it. Shit. That's what she said. She's all, I liked it, but we just don't know where the hell we're going to use it. I said, well, I just made it so you would know that, you know, we could. Anyway, so we'll use it now for our segment. For our segment about her channel, so um, (laughs) so a lot of you guys are new here to Perverted Podcast that came here because of the Sexplanations video that Doctor Doe shot here uh, with Kathy and I a few weeks ago at Threshold, and uh, we did a lot of playing. It's the BDSM Dungeon Tour. If you go on uh, YouTube, for those of you that haven't seen it, it's the BDSM Dungeon Tour on the Sexplanations channel on YouTube. And wherever the hell she puts it up, um, but uh, and it it was really popular. I mean, the the response has been really really good, and a lot of people are now here on our shows seeing what the hell we're about because we talk about this stuff every week. So, um, what was very interesting about uh, the video is the comment section. Obviously, her audience is significantly larger than ours. <laughs> significantly. Significant, and that's a good word. You know, but she's cute and 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 she has a degree and and uh you know, she has, you know. She's prettier than than you. She's prettier than me. <laughs> she is definitely prettier than me. And, and she has a bit more of a broader uh spectrum of what she she's is, covering. Yeah, she is not one just hell of a broad, I'll tell you that much. Oh, she was, that's not what oh it is. Oh my god, yeah. she was so cute. To all of her listeners, yes, by the way, playing with her and wrapping her up in plastic rack was uh was a treat very sexy but here's what we're going to talk about so i can put my boner away for, yeah. for, <laughs> for, for my dr doe boner say, uh, we'll call it my dr donor um, huh? no, huh? no. no. Uh, not even not no. even for mark uh, no. not even for mark not even mark, for mark put her face in Fuck all of you <laughs> i am trying god damn it to yes, hold this are. ship above water yes, you are so anyway in the comments section a lot of people, because, you know, her audience is mostly the non-kink world. Um, the vast majority is the non-kink world. So they really responded very well to this video. Um, the loves were, like, just astronomical for the ratio of how many that people have amazing, seen it man. so much. Yeah. And a lot of really honest questions. A lot of people saying a lot of totally, you know, I don't know anything about kink, but this was really interesting. I have to say that part blew me away. Really? People on the comment section asking questions, trying to find more information. Mostly it's just people well, either loving or hating on it. Well, that's that what that's, that's what people are now in it. And that's part of her videos that's very exceptional. She presents it in a way that's very non-judging, that's very open to conversation, and stay curious. That's her motto. So it's, it's very natural for her to get a lot of questions. Uh, for people wanting more information. So, but because she's not necessarily... <laughs> she's uh, not as threatening as we are. <laughs> well, she's not a kinky person. Um, and so I, you know, Mark was looking over and said, hey, this was a great idea on Mark's side. She said, hey, there was a lot of honest questions in these things. Why don't we write down the questions from the comments section of that video and then just give our quick opinions of those on the show? And there were so many of them. It looks like we're going to do this a few times. <laughs> So Kathy's going to go ahead and start. Good for Mark. Start, yes. Mark the producer. 
very good. Very and also good, good for bo- uh, Boogie giving her her credit. That's that's right. I, yes, do, I do give credit when yes, I share a spotlight, goddammit. <laughs> but anyway, so we're going to do this uh, a few weeks, and, and we're not going to give any of the names because we don't have permission to whatever. Yeah, we're just I mean, we just need the question. They're all let's anonymous, so let's just... These are questions from the BDSM Dungeon Tour video of Sexplanations. Go! Number one, I heard aftercare is just as important as the act itself. Can you please elaborate on this? I like that somebody asked this because you actually filmed it. We did do an aftercare part in where I put her in a blanket and I colored it. And my God, I did not want to let this woman I brought her water with a little bendy straw. You did. And she was very pleased about the bendy straw. Thank you, Ms. D. She oh, fought for those bendy she straws. Did. She did. God damn it. Don't bring straight straws when they're laying down. You gotta fucking bend the straw. <laughs> she does not talk like that. <laughs> That's how gravel tits Stop talk. It. Okay. Get the fucking bendy straws. She God damn for it. Him. Don't break these straight. Okay, Miss D, I'll bring the bendy straws. So, yes, the bendy straws. Threshold now has So, we did straws. do aftercare, but I think the guy that edits it isn't necessarily he's not kink so he edited it and i think they did a fantastic job the video looks great people were really impressed but they left out the aftercare part where if you're in the bdsm lifestyle you understand that aftercare in most play scenes is very critical because that's when your brain kind of decompresses and all the intensity that you have built up in that scene you know whether it be the mental or physical intensity your brain chemicals now have to balance out because you have adrenaline norepinephrine serotonin uh, dopamine all of these different things coursing through your brain you and do? now yes at different types of play trigger different types of brain chemicals Damn. so the after the play is the time where you kind of have to come down you know settle it out from that high also it's the time to reconnect somebody's if you've been doing impact play and you've been doing hitting well you're going to need to have some sort of validation from the person that you played with that this wasn't abuse (laughs) they still like you (laughs) they still like you and they are not going to press charges and you know those types of things so so the aftercare made squiggles laugh so the aftercare is really important just for reconnecting some people uh I like how you just gestured at me. Some people uh, don't do a lot of aftercare. Uh, You've gotten a lot better at it. Um, And some people don't need a lot of aftercare, but it's still, it is a very important part of after you play. There's also different forms of aftercare. You don't need to cuddle someone in a blanket for like 20 minutes for aftercare. Yeah. Six six or seven seconds is good for you. Sometimes aftercare is just reconnecting. Sometimes it's just debriefing and discussing what you did, what you liked, what you didn't like. But I... I do believe that at the end of every scene, something needs to happen. I mean, not not everybody who plays is going to want to be wrapped up in a blanket and get sure. the bendy straw. <laughs> but uh, but I or just, if the scene didn't require that or right. whatever. So yeah. aftercare basically is making sure that you don't feel like shit on both parts. Right. Uh, after a scene, and it is it is just as important as warm up. I totally and agree. and at the end. Aftercare doesn't just mean directly after the scene. Aftercare can mean. Can. Can mean. Can. Can mean. Doesn't always. The next day <laughs> or even a few days after. And if you're not Especially willing. Especially if you're my Michelle. It, yeah. And if you're not willing. <laughs> and this is this is actually really important. This is why you put your aftercare in your negotiation. Do you need a lot of aftercare? Do you have drop? Which was, I think is one of the other questions we'll talk about. If you are not willing to be there for that person then it's really like you that you shouldn't play with that person. Absolutely. Because they deserve yeah. to have that reconnection. If maybe they have feelings the next day, I we always try to check in with someone the next day, make sure they, they're processing okay and that they had a good time um, and that they aren't going to file charges. Um, and uh, 
What? It's a You're really joke. worried about people know, filing seriously. charges against you. Joke. I'm the dude. I'm the one that goes to prison. Um, <laughs> women get away with it. No, but it is important to, to know that 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 can that aftercare can go on or need to go on or even be a pleasant aftercare where you guys both it's like pillow talk after regular sex. Let's talk about what we did so we can both learn from it and, yeah. and do better the next time. Shall I go on? I think so. Number two, does anyone know about the safety concerns in regards to heat and wax play? For example, is using a regular candle safe or are further precautions necessary? And over the boogie. <laughs> Don't you teach a whole wax class? Yes, yeah. I, I teach a lot of wax classes. Um, uh, and I'll be doing wax at AdultCon. Um, <laughs> here's, I thank you. Thank you, Sexplanations. Video watcher, thank you so much for asking this question because we did wax play. They showed it very briefly. Everything in the video was like half a second of some things that are really edgy and can be really dangerous. When really the whole the whole shot thing took like three, three hours. Three hours, yeah. and they just cut it down because it's sure. the internet and whatever. So this is a chance to say, yes, candles burn at different temperatures, and different temperatures means that if it's too hot, it is going to burn you. If it is a really hot wax that has a high melting temperature, it can make a second degree burn. And depending on where you put it, you will end up in the hospital with that. So dinner candles, the things that you just light on your dinner table, those tall sticky ones, those to not melt when on a summer day have to have a higher melting temp. So don't grab dinner candles right off the table. Those melt at like 135, 140 degrees, which most skin cannot handle. It will burn. The main wax that is used in wax play is called spa wax, which, you know, you ever been to the spa where they dip your hands in the, in the wax, in the paraffin wax? I love and, that and, and the thing. And that's another myth. Everyone says paraffin wax. There are many types of paraffin wax. So people, when I came in, people were like, oh, just use paraffin. And it's like, okay, well, there's melting temperatures of 120, 125, 130, 140, 150, 160, 180 to make different types of candles. And those are all paraffin. Mm. So it's understanding the right kind of wax to use. You can use soy wax, which they have in the jars, and that burns at a very low melting temp. And then you can have the spa wax, which burns at about 120, so it's like a hot shower. So just be careful. I mean, that's a little hotter than a shower, because I mean, spas and stuff are normally between 100 and 108. 108. So no matter what, do a test first. So when you drip, sometimes those Jesus glass candles have the right wax. But once again, if the fire is heating the wax for long enough, it's going to raise the temperature way past something that's going to be comfortable. So always do little tests. Find not out. on not on delicate skin. Yeah, not on delicate skin. If people burn easy, um, you're going to find out real quick. But really, it's totally sexy. Put a little bit of oil down first so it has a little bit of protection and it comes off easier. I could teach wax for a thousand years. What about true or false? The higher I raise the candle, the less hot it will be on the skin. That is absolutely true. Now then, um, if you raise it higher, because it has to cool a little bit while it drips. So if, if you hold it right next to the skin, it doesn't have far to go. But if you hold it high, the air rushes over the drop of wax. You can't see it. It's very fast. And it will cool a little bit. But what you have to watch out for is the higher you hold the candle, you can splatter. And that means you can splatter on the neck if you're doing it on the front of them, if they're laying down. Or it can splatter in the eyes. So you want to always kind of look for what can fuck up <laughs> and never forget where you put your candle never forget yes watch because you don't want to catastrophically yeah, light your house on fire while you're all into your wax wax play, play may seem uh, tame but it is considered edge play it because is an edge it's play. a live flame yeah 
and you put it somewhere, or you brush it, or you're not careful and don't realize you're playing with live fire, and suddenly... Your drapes are on fire. Your drapes are you on go. fire while you're yes. like, oh my God, this scene is so hot. What's that smell? Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> Fuck it. Just go on. Oh God, baby. This is good. Yeah, wax plays. Great question. I get Bible right. forever, but thank you very much for asking that question. All right, number three. I'm curious about kink and want to join FetLife. Is it generally a welcoming place? Can I find events in my area using this site? You can. And we always suggest make a general profile. If you, if, if you, you know, you don't have to put a picture up. You don't have to, especially if you are just looking for events. If you're just looking for events, you know, it's a really good thing. Find like a picture of a kitten or something. Or a clay pot. (laughs) Or Cletus. (laughs) Hey, you leave Cletus out of this. Okay. But, um, yeah, and then you can always just do general, general information and you can even put on your profile. Hey, I'm here for events. You know, be nice. And uh, always know your limits, guys. There, the, be it FetLife, the King community, or you know, stamp collecting. There's going to be creepers. We're, we're those gonna, damn stamp collector I mean, creepers. Fucking those yeah. guys, man. Yeah. They're all into feet, probably. Well, postmen walk. Um, okay, you're that's <laughs> reaching really yeah. far. I'm going to edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> well, that's the one you're going to edit. Out. I know. <laughs> um. But no, guys, like FetLife is a great resource if you treat it like a resource. If you want to go out there and be an exhibitionist, that's great. Just remember there are always and can be repercussions. You're going to get, you're going to get, if you only have genital pictures, you're going to get what those pictures generally. You get what you put out. You throw that out there. That's the fish you're going to reel in. And they're slimy, disgusting. And do you want to talk about your, what you tell everybody? Don't put your picture your face on FetLife or anything. Oh yeah, yeah, don't put don't put any picture that you have on a kink website. Even if it's you in a nice face, fully clothed, don't put that picture also on another non-kink like Facebook or something like or that Twitter or, whatever. or Twitter or anything like that because then what happens when one of your friends from the kink community goes on your Facebook page and then says, "Hey man, I see that you're on FetLife, man. I saw you at the dungeon on the cross." The next line on their Facebook page is their mom going, "What's a cross? What's a FetLife? You need to call me right now. You just outed <laughs> that person." Yeah. And I, so and guys, be careful about how you cross pollute your pictures. Also, guys, um just a reminder especially with this, do not be afraid if if a kink friend does find you on like Facebook, do not, you you're not obligated to put them in your friends group. So um, yeah, I yeah. have I have rejected many people that I have known for years at the dungeon because I don't want them anywhere near my personal life. So yeah. that is something here in the communities. It we most of the time people will not take it personally. And just remember, whatever you're doing, be it kink or related or not, just stand up for yourself, know your limits, and stick to your boundaries. Yeah. Damn screen. Fat life is a great place. It's just that um, it's like anything else. It's a risk if yes. you have something to lose. Okay. Absolutely. Number Any four. Other questions? Okay. Would going to a dungeon as a complete BDSM newbie be a good idea, or is there a better way to start getting into the BDSM scene? Yes and no, and yes and yes and maybe and depends and yes. What? Well, yes, <laughs> there. Yes, is there a better way? Uh, yes, if you're talking about safety, yes, there are things called munches, and munches are where kinky people go to like a restaurant 
not in kink wear, just as normal people, and they share a meal together, and then they hang out in a group and they have a conversation, and that's called a munch. And in a lot of communities, they have munches or the, whatever the hell they call them, but it's basically where you can go somewhere public and chat and kind of get to know people a little bit. There's also classes that you can go to that are in a public place where there's a lot of people. You don't have to necessarily walk into the big scary well, uh, I mean, dungeon. And, and technically, the dungeon or a club or whatever it's called. Um, you don't have to come. I think the more thing is you, you don't have to dive immediately into a party. You can always go to classes first. You sure. can always go to like here at Threshold. We have taster events. We have things that are kind of like, you know, kink light where introduction, you can, you know, yeah, introduction you can, you can see what you like without feeling the threat, like feel threatened at a party. And I always suggest um, going to uh, going to clubs that have dungeon monitors and establish rules. So do a little research before you go. Yeah, because every place is going to be different. Uh, you know, Boogie and I are on the board at Threshold, and I get questions sent all in all the time. And the other day I got a couple who is not new to kink, but they play in private. Never been anywhere public. And, and they write asking, what's the dress code like? Are people going to be friendly? Do I need to be vetted first? Should I buy tickets in advance? You know, they, they you literally well, have no nice. clue. It was so nice. But you know, you don't have any clue what you're getting into before you walk into it. And I always like to say, oh, yeah, felt like, uh, th- excuse me, Threshold is a great place. Come on over. But the same is cannot be said for every no. club simply because I don't know what those are. So I think Abyss is right. Find out first. Email them. At, uh, you know, just write. But in general, Do we have a, a munch is great. Munch is great. And also, if you are going to go um, to the dungeon, find out as much as you can about that party. If it's some sketchy house party where they say, oh, yeah, just come over and, you know, park in the alley and then, you know, we'll walk you in the back. I would suggest bring a friend. Yeah. Don't go alone (laughs) and let people know where you're going. You know, and this is fine because in some communities they don't have a community. It's illegal to have a community. Um, So they are house parties. But if you're going to go to places wherever you have to go, do what you can to protect yourself and make sure that people know where you are and make sure that the host of that party knows that, who you have people that know where you are and if they're a good host they're going to understand that you need to feel safe and they're going to say by all means let them know you're here um if you need us to go talk to somebody before you come in to show a face that is a responsible host to make the people comfortable so just take your time but yeah Yeah. yes no yes no final question okay final question of today what is subspace or sub drop can someone get in it even if they are fully clothed i love that question that That is is a great question that is my favorite question because it is somebody that wants an answer that they don't have (laughs) i think that i i can't explain why that question made me so happy (laughs) it just made me happy because it's just somebody that ah, never mind all right the answer is uh subspace you want to take drop or you want to take subspace uh, okay, <laughs> I take subspace. Because you've been there all the time. That's what, that's <laughs> what I do all the time. Um, subspace is just like we talked about when we talked about aftercare. Anytime you do some sort of activity, whether it be climb a mountain, go lift weights, mixed martial arts, any contact sport, anything where there is a, a lot of intensity, whether it be physical or mental, playing an intense game of chess can put you into a type of subspace because the concentration and focus is so intense mixed with the physicality your brain releases chemicals to adapt to that and and it's all the way ancient for survival for different reasons 
But we get to play a lot of what we do, and Abyss actually says this a lot, a lot of what we do is fuck with brain chemicals here. And we do it without the use of, at least a threshold, we do it without the use of drugs and alcohol because you don't need them because your brain is releasing lots of dopamine, endorphins, adrenaline, all of those types of things. So subspace is the place where you actually start to feel kind of euphoric. It's different levels. I mean, it can be very light or it can be very intense to where these people are literally hallucinating and seeing visions and 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 being enraptured and they have to be taken care of. That is your body releasing those chemicals and those hormones throughout that get you into kind of a euphoric non-reality kind of place. Some people describe it as floaty. Some people describe it as an actual high. And you can definitely get there with your clothes on. I Absolutely. mean, I've, I've gotten it from um, tattooing. I know a lot of folks who, if they do long tattoo sessions, um, because you're having to sit through the pain and, you know, your body is trying to help you cope with it. So it's releasing all these endorphins. Normally after you're done, you're kind of like, you're loopy. You're sure. a little loopy and you kind of got to sit down for a little bit. And it should be noted that sometimes going into subspace can well, it can lower your inhibitions, but it can also lower your ability to stand up for yourself sure. or to really be able to articulate what you're going through. It's something that a, a top needs to be very aware of that not for some people, it may mean getting to that place where you can't really formulate words. Yeah, because you're, you're basically <laughs> exactly. in, you're basically inebriated. Yeah. And that's why it's considered bad mostly form. mostly bad form to negotiate intense things in the middle of a play scene to renegotiate to renegotiate you've negotiated to, no, no 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 yeah. to, to be like oh you said you didn't you know, oh no anal okay no anal and then they wait until you're really loopy and and you're like oh, i don't care about anything and you're like so i can fuck you in the ass now that that is bad form that is that is still considered uh an assault yes that that would be bad yeah that's, don't that's do that. definitely bad and so sub drop oh sub drop that's that's a that's a that's, that's the that's opposite. A not good one. That's, that that's can fun. be the opposite. Yeah. Of well, subspace. while you like anything, if you have high highs, be it from drugs, alcohol, or releasing of endorphins, your body can only go so high. At some point, it's going to try and level back out. Right. But with dopamine and stuff, your 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 levels can deplete, and then it kind of tanks. So you'll switch sides. Also, what we talked about the need to feel validated and the need to feel reassured because you, especially in a lot of the kink situations, even if they're not sexual, you know, it can go against um, many people's what is considered. I'm, I'm a strong fe- independent female woman, but I just let that guy just kick the crap out of me. And I really liked it. The next day they could probably feel shitty about it. Sure. So, um, going back and just making sure that the person feels supported because I've, I've had sub drop where it's literally you're in a puddle on the floor and you're crying and you're like, I don't understand. So that's (laughs) what the fuck is this shit? This is awful. And I hate everybody, but this chocolate's really good. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, and that's also the other thing is we, we, we tell people chocolate is great for sub drop. If anything with sugar, because it's going to help with your, your, you know, bringing back up your, your body's sugars. There's Uh, some people at the club who know this so well about themselves. mm -hmm. They bring their own candy. Yeah, Yeah, no. And then they, they, they know what makes them happy afterwards. Um, and it's always, uh, the more you play, the more you're going to realize your limits. And also, you can go with something that, you know, say say your scene you didn't realize was going to be as intense to you as you originally thought it was going to be. 
And that can cause something where you're like, okay, this is just going to be a fun, fun little spanky scene, whatever, no problems. And then it triggers something and you're going to need something because now you're emotionally invested or you're more, more vulnerable. And a lot of people, when they feel tired and on, in some cases, sore, because a lot of what we do can be high impact, um, they, they can feel really shitty, just yeah, it's a horrible overwhelmed. Feeling. Being yeah. prepared is really uh, you. You can't always know unless you've played a lot. You don't know if you have a propensity towards dropping, but always having a little bit of support Friends. in place. See, that's what negotiation is for. Do you know that you drop? Not everybody drops. Some people have never dropped. Some people only drop occasionally. Dropping is not just for bottoms. I have dropped many times oh, as a yeah. top of an intensity and and. And coming down from from that intense focus and and the questioning of yourself and you know and it's depressing and it feels anxiety ish. So it is not it is not gender specific. It is male bottoms, female bottoms, male tops, female top, trans, whatever. Anyone can drop. So have a plan in place. If the top um, or bottom that you are playing with is not going to be available for aftercare or to be available the next day. In case you have a drop, because sometimes drop takes a couple of days to kick in. Um, that's one of the things that you negotiate. If they are not available for that, well, then you need to have a support group of people who know you're kinky, of people who know that you drop, and that you can reach out to. Because one thing that you need when you're dropping is some sort of like lifeline. You need like some sort of connection to be able to say, hey, I'm dropping. I know this is just chemicals and, and, and my brain's a little irrational right now. And somebody to just say, it's okay. I know where you are. You're okay. Maybe we talk through it a little bit. Make sure that you have Put on somebody, a Disney movie. Put on a Disney movie. <laughs> have some cocoa. Eat, get some cocoa and, and have those things. Also, making sure you get enough sleep. Making sure you're hydrated and drinking enough water. Making Food. sure that you're eating right. Making sure that you take vitamins. Mm-hmm. Anything that you can do to help your body and brain. Okay. Re, huh? Do you need to be taken by the hand and and, 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 and given my my dominant my oral aftercare? Oh my god, I remember that show. <laughs> oral aftercare. <laughs> yes, if you are an uber dominant, apparently you need to be led yeah. by the hand away from the scene by your submissive and and given oral aftercare. Do we want to address the part in the question where uh, notice how I just skipped right over what Boogie just said? What? Mm-hmm. I just went Kathy, on. do you want mm-hmm. to give me oral aftercare? Oh. No, I do not. <laughs> I just that noise. Is that what that's? That's what Kathy sounds like when she. I feel like tries to you take know. My, tries to take my manhood. <laughs> oh my god! What were you gonna say? <laughs> Are we gonna address the part of the question where they said, "Can someone get in it even if they were fully clothed?" I'm not sure. Yeah, where we going we, with we that. did. Well, yeah. I think what the person doesn't understand, um, or maybe in this question, I'm not assuming, but um, that. It is something that only happens during sex or it is something that only happens when people are stripped down and being beaten all over their body. Subspace and subdrop. Subspace can happen because some impact could be just hair pulling. It could be mental. Some types of play are only role play where there is no S&M play. There is no pain or whatever. And it is it is humiliation or it is an intense interrogation scene or a cathartic scene. So you do you do not need to be naked for those things. So yes, you absolutely can. And of course, all the dommy doms are going to tell you, you have to be naked for that. No, you don't. You tell them to fuck themselves. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it, and like I said, you can get it... it it's very similar to like runner's hot. I don't run, obviously, <laughs> but um, you know I've been told it's very similar to to runner's high. But it's it 
BDSM does not require sex. It does not require nudity. All of this is, it, it can be helpful, but if anyone is pushing that as that is the only way to do this, then they're full of shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways to do this. So yeah. that, that was Those great. Great question. That was great. So like next week. Well, let's do this, other, a, another five next week. We'll do another five next week. I think there's like. You're fucking, another five. You're in whatever. There was like 20 questions. So we'll just, yeah, do it a we few times. We should find out what's going on in the chat room. Unger! What? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of five, it's going uh, for for those of you who are new to Perverted Podcast. We have a chat room that goes along live uh, with us uh, Monday nights, eight p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Every Monday night, eight p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, you can join the Perverted Podcast at pervertedpodcast dot com. You can go in our chat room and talk with Unger and Mark and be in the chat room. How many people do we have in the chat room this evening? Currently, we're at uh, 13, but oh, we, were, we were up to uh, 16. What? 16? Craziness. I know. What chat room craziness is this? What kind of things are you talking about? Anything interesting? Well, well we were talking about piercings, and that's going to be added to Ask a Host. Nice. Um, we we then had, they were talking about the music I was playing, and that was causing some problems, so I stopped that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, were well, you scaring people, them with your music? No, no, no. Or? They were actually enjoying it. Oh, okay. There were a number of people saying that, but it was causing people to be disconnected. So we stopped. Uh. And as soon as I stopped, someone tried to put up a video of a penis. And so there's been talk of penises being shown. Burt Reynolds' penises being shown on the video. On do, the they, thing, do they have mustaches? Which I quickly Burt banned. Reynolds, Why like Burt Reynolds? Why Burt Reynolds? 1970s film actor guy. we banned it, but... There were still people talking about that, and apparently uh, Slave Money just got home and had an orgasm, and oh, I asked if she that. recorded it. Did she record it? Because uh, we're going to nope. do feature... Damn it. Tell her to get back on that. Books are magical. Fill your mind with wonder and help you learn things, too. But sometimes they suck, and that's why we have Perverted Podcast Book Reviews. <laughs> Hello, Natisse. Oh. Wait, oh, wait a minute. What's wrong with that mic? No. Thank you. So you got you got a book review for us this week. This has been one we have been waiting for because uh, some of us have read this book. Some of us have read pieces of this book. I was going to say, well, wait a minute. Hey, I read it just because I only read like eight lines of it. Doesn't mean I didn't read it. I don't blame you. It just you. means I didn't read Ooh. the whole... Oh. <laughs> Let's get into no, this one. Let's no, get into no, this no, one. No, it really was a good book. Um, uh, the Ethical Slut. By Dasi Easton and Catherine Lizitz. I believe that's how they pronounce her last name. Okay. Um, it's a clearly written, well organized, sufficiently explained intro into extra monogamous relationships. Like polyamory and non monogamy. Well, yeah. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is one of the questions I have to answer you about later. In, okay, in good. A, in a little bit. Um, and it, it describes the different arrangements that people have with multiple sex partners. Um, these uh, arrangements may be pursued for a lot of different reasons. Sexual gratification, emotional enrichment, sometimes both. Um, I think the best part of the book was the fact that it had a sex self-inventory in it. Page 104. Um, what is that? It was okay. on page 104. It, it's just, it's on page 104, and it's a graph where you have things that you've thought about that you wanted to do, and they have different things, group sex, different 
Oh, oh, okay. Topics across, and you just sort of make a little X in the box, and you can make copies of it, give it to mm-hmm. whoever your you're partners and in. stuff like that. Oh, right. hey, that's kind of cool. And you I didn't learn even know a that lot about each other without. Obviously, you didn't get past page one. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I read eight lines. I fuck off. I didn't know that was in there. I'm all that's actually very clever. If I actually read a fucking book yeah, once in a while, it's I, my... really, it was. I thought this was the best part of the entire book. Oh, it's... Really, really good. Um, so that was fine. Uh, I they explain like I said they explain things extremely well. Um, I don't think if a person didn't already have an interest in. Uh, a polyamorous relationship. I really don't think they would pick up the book. Really, I I really don't. I, I, I just, mean, why would you? Yeah, but <laughs> I think it should be required reading for everybody. Wow, why? Because I, you just learn a lot. You learn a lot about yourself. You, they have an excellent um, chapter about jealousy. That I read. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we read that too, uh, yeah of, we did a couple in of conjunction times. conjunction <laughs> with each other so that i thought that was an excellent chapter and and there were other things you know like just conflicts and things that that you go through in even in a relationship that's not polyamorous but with regard to polyamorous which is what the book is really addressing um i think the the it's. I think it's just so much more intense because you're dealing with so many different people and their emotions. Sure. And where maybe one person's emotion will be fine, you know, for any particular act. Another person might freak the hell out on you. Right. You know, and that could be the person that you're really interested in or whatever the case may be. Um, I, I What I thought the ba- book was lacking in was that... I don't think they spent enough time talking about how you would nurture your primary relationship. That's in a situation uh, where there is a primary relationship and then they have extra relationships that are not as significant. Which is not always the case. Yeah. Right. And see, and that was my thing. I'm like, if I, I was under the impression if you're in a polyamorous relationship, Somebody is always your primary. So no, alpha. no, you know. Otherwise, no. you're just having casual fucks. No. Oh, no, you can be in a triad where all three partners meet Are at equal. the same time, and they're all equal. Yeah, yeah, and then you can, yeah, or you can have it where there's no, um, well, basically you you don't have established couples. You have, you know, this is my partner of this partner, and this partner is that partner, and that it 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 gets it's yeah, you can, yeah, it you gets can, crazy. You can, yeah. The graphs can it go insane. <laughs> you can be like, I'm with this person, and this person is with me, and I have a relationship with you, but they don't have a relationship with anybody. And then there's that. Yeah, and then you and multi. then you add like, and then you add uh, parallel dynamics in there, and it gets all kinds of cray cray. Oh, yeah. And then you have harem. Yeah, but I would <laughs> I I would probably harem. say that two people in a primary is. Somewhat common in, in polyamory, and then, they, and then they try and add to that. Yeah. So yeah. you're saying they didn't actually get into a lot of the other possibilities no, of relationship. They, they, they do. They do. But I just, hmm, how can I put it? Uh, th- they get into it, but I don't think they. In my opinion, I didn't think they spent enough time addressing nurturing your primary relationship. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're you saying. You know, it was more along the lines of what you're saying. You know, oh, they. You know, you have different all these different relationships. They're on different levels, and this person might not 
have a connection with so and so that type of thing. <laughs> but I think that at least for me, I think it would always be a thing where I would have to have a primary relationship, no matter who else you went out and did your thing with. Did your thing with, you know, because I my outlook is totally different than a lot of people's. I'm like, as long as you're making enough money to keep us all happy, I'm okay. <laughs> um, you know, give me my coffee, my cigarettes, and let me go about my business. <laughs> but that's just me. Her needs are few and simple. Exactly. I don't, I'm not an aftercare person. You're not a <laughs> coffee and a cigarette and leave me there alone. You know, I got mine. I hope you got yours while we were doing this. But anyway, getting back to the book. Um, I... I Fucking teeth. No, I'm being honest. <laughs> That's how I like you it. Know, and I, and the book covered things like don't you know you shouldn't have um you shouldn't be intimate. I'm trying to put it in a nice way, within hearing distance of your primary relationship. Or yeah, they they, they talk about the whole like boundaries. Know yeah. your boundaries yeah. and be respectful for one another. Yeah, yeah. Abyss yeah. has actually read the whole book. I yeah. have. See, better than the first eight words. But um, <laughs> why? I just had her read it and give me the hot points. Yeah, but overall, overall, it's a good book. I say four cups of coffee would have been four cups of coffee out of how many? Five. Out of five. Well, that's not bad. Would have been better, except for my biggest con with this book was that there were a lot of typos. Oh, and that is a major turnoff yeah. to me oh. when I'm reading a book because I think if you're going to go through all the changes of publishing a book. Hire an editor. Yeah. Yeah. And what and what and what version is this one? Um, I think they're up to like twelve sure. or something. It's like <laughs> it's, it's a lot. A God, lot after them. twelve, at some point, someone read the damn thing. So, yeah. So, Do a little yeah. spell check. So the ethical slut by who? Uh, Dasi Eastern and Catherine Litz. Well, okay. Yeah. We're going to actually skip over a uh, host topic because uh, we're long. Because of long. time. Yeah, we're long. Okay. We're and long. Fat and thick and bulbous, too. God damn it. What? I don't know why you always think bulbous is like a sexy word to describe it is a not. penis. Bulbous. It it's is when not. it's stretching your tight little pussy. It is. It's not no. a sexy word. Even then, it's, it's not. It's not a sexy bulbous. word. Bul- no. Why? It's it bulbous. It, it doesn't makes it sound it's like a... something is exploding in its ab- abnormal size. No, that's, that's kind of my penis. No, it's not. Bulbous. When I think of bulbous, I think of a bulbasaur. What the hell's a bulbous? <laughs> is that a <laughs> fucking a dinosaur with a light bulb on its head? It's a Pokemon and it has plants. It's a plant dinosaur or a plant it, Pokemon. So it's growing plants on its back? Yeah. Does it have a big giant dick like me? Uh-huh. Ow! Ow! You and are I, a big giant dick. Bul- yeah. Before you're, I go, you're I'm just going to jump in and say, I think of a pussy Ooh. boil. Ooh. Thank you. you say that. That is exactly wow. it. Wow. Yeah. You don't want pussy boil anywhere <laughs> near your penis. Yeah, you don't want the the. This is all kind of new to me. I thought bulbous look. was yes. just meant it's large not, it's and not a girthy. Sexy, it's not a sexy no. term. Oh. All right, perverted. Pu- oh God damn it! What unger? Bulbous is not sexy. <laughs> the chat room <laughs> agrees. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Is on it. <laughs> All right, so that's the end of that Wait, 20 did years you take of a adjective. Picture of Un- Unger earlier? Uh, we took pictures. Finally, Unger will have his. For the page. listeners who have written in and want to know what Unger looks like, he will have. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, sure. it, he he has a look. So let's uh, just get into some. <laughs> we celebrate your voracious sexual enthusiasm and titillate our listeners with your featured orgasm. <laughs> that's right, baby. 
remember that last part. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit sad. That was okay. a quiver. <laughs> that was a good quiver, God damn it. Host. No, we're skipping over host. <laughs> now I'm reading the board and fucking myself. Featured orgasm is where and uh, Dr. Doe actually put it in the description of uh, the video oh, on yeah, Sexplanation she, she said and sometimes they play orgasms well find Sexplanation new listeners to pervert podcasts <laughs> this is the time that's one of those warnings this is one of those warnings <laughs> if you are triggered by people having orgasms then uh, you probably shouldn't listen to this uh, what is it Bound to the Sun yes Bound to the oh, Sun for the new listeners you should tell them why we do this I will tell them why we do this um a lot of people are having insecurities about their sexual noises, about their orgasms, about whether they're too quiet or they're too big or, or whatever. Sometimes maybe people, your partners, have said uh, negative things to you or demeaning things to you uh, about your orgasm and stuff like that. So those can you know, cause insecurities and, and, and feel bad about it. So on Featured Orgasm... Uh, we want to celebrate people's arousal. So women send in their orgasms or their uh, intense arousal. And basically they lay a cell phone next to their head when they're masturbating or playing with a partner. And they send us their orgasm. And of course, at the end, they have to say something like, thank you, perverted podcast. So we know that it's actually you and that you are consenting for <laughs> us to play your orgasm. You're not just sneaking into people's On the show. <laughs> Plus, it gives me a boner to hear perverted podcast at the end of your sex. So it strokes your... Frimigo. My framigo. Yes, my fragile goddamn male ego. So this one, we are going to take us out with uh, Bound to the Sun. Wait, and Bound to the Sun? Yes, she said, she actually... We, Isn't we she did, the one who... Yes. She, I think so. We got a perverted mailbox and, from and her. She gave us our new tagline. And what is that new tagline? I'm not going to tell you. It makes you angry whenever God, I talk about it. Damn it, it makes us look so much worse than... Okay, whatever. <laughs> Let's just get to the featured orgasm. Okay. Everyone taking a big deep breath. And let us celebrate someone's sounds. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you're in the Los Angeles or surrounding areas, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. Yay! And let's give some thanks to Natiz for that wonderful Yay! book review. To Unger and Mark for their lovely chat room work. To Sam! And can we give... Squiggles! Squiggles! And that's it. Oh. That's it? <laughs> and then there's us. Hey, I showed back up. Abyss was here. Oh, that really? That's how we were doing that? Yeah, we just change it up. Okay. Let's go. If you have questions, comments, or ideas, 
uh, email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com. And finally, God damn it, as we roll through this show 75 and we have survived. Thank you guys for listening. And once again, please, please visit our Patreon account if you are interested in uh, finding out how to support Perverted Podcast. And go to pervertedpodcast.com because there is so much new stuff that is coming up. And we love you. Thank you, Sexplanation's new audience. And we are out of here. <laughs>